Welcome to the Dark Yard Chronicles. We deal with relevant issues from a biblical perspective. Yeah, they're probably yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. Yeah. Now they were mocking God and saying, Now your host, Dr. Matthew Young. Good evening and welcome to the first podcast that I've done in several years. Hopefully this will be a new take on a uh, and uh, hopefully you will enjoy it. And I am, in case you didn't know, your host, Dr. Matthew A. Young. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, yes. Thank you, I know. Please save the applause if you can. But nonetheless, I hope that everybody will like what I'm doing, trying something a little different here, and uh, so then we're going to hit some serious topics, but at the same time, we'll have a little fun with it, and hopefully you will join me on this journey of, I don't want to say self-discovery, that sounds a little odd, but uh, anyway, trying to find truth. There you go. How about that? So nonetheless, my friends... Appreciate everybody that's tuning in and watching. Hopefully it will grow each and every week. And uh, we will, uh, if you got any questions or comments, feel free to put them in the comments section. If I see them, I will address them. If I don't, if I see something I don't like, I won't address it. If I see something I do like, I might address it. Then again, I might see it and I'll say nothing at all. So, but nonetheless, you can take your time and write what you want to. <laughs> all right, my friends. You know, in doing in local news, I don't know how many people saw this or not, but in Jonesboro, Tennessee, there was two guys who, uh, or might have been, I don't know if it was, I can't remember if they said it was men or women, that uh, broke into a teen's home, and the teen, believe it or not, <laughs> grabbed a government AP book, all right, very much, I don't know if it's not, I'm not saying this is the exact one, but grabbed a government book and chased them out of the house. Well, that tells me that they must have been liberals because therefore they can stand the fact that there would be a book of truth in regards to their want to destroy the Constitution and to make up lies. And so when they saw that government book, it horribly destroyed their sensibilities, and they ran out of the house screaming. So there you go, my friends. You know, if, I, if liberals break in your home, grab a government AP book. It's better than a gun. All right. So <laughs> I had to, I mean, come on, guys. This is, oh, you can't make this stuff up. Craziness. Absolute craziness. But anyway, uh, you know, glad this uh, young lady wasn't hurt and I'm glad she was able to use her school book uh, for something other than uh, propping up a table leg. You know, I was, when I was in school, I uh, very rarely ever took home a book. My grades showed it. Uh, of course, I, I, I breezed by with a C average. I think it was too bad for somebody who never studied or read or made much of an effort, uh, you know, but uh, nonetheless, uh, I uh, was able to, to skate by. If I had to do over, I would have studied and done better and uh, tried to um, uh, do something better with my life. Uh, well, I should say better. I meant I wasted a lot of time before coming a pastor is what I meant. And so I wish I had had my wits about me and, and had pursued uh, college and uh, 
going in the ministry much sooner is what I meant. Uh, so many years I goofed and doofed and didn't uh, do what I was supposed to and uh, screwed up royally. All right, my friends. You know, we got something we got to do, need to discuss and talk about here is, uh, you know, the um, at, uh, Title 42 is coming to an end. And, uh, and it, we're going to be invaded. I don't know if you realize this or not. All right. To give, you might have seen this on social media. Bring it to perspective. I'll get out here in a second. Look at this here. All right. This, these are the seven largest college football stadiums, which each hold around 100,000 people. All right. There are reportedly 700,000 migrants on our southern border waiting to enter the U.S. when Title 42 ends on Thursday. This is what 700,000, all right, that's what 700,000 look like that's going to be crossing our borders. All right, so if you if you think that for any reason that this is a good thing, uh, you're crazier than you look. Uh, you know, the whole um, Biden sending troops down there is just a, a, a good uh, dog and pony show. He ain't sending them down there to stop anything. He's sending them down there to process them more quickly. Why is that? Because uh, he, uh, they, the liberals think that if they get them in there, they can cast more votes, which in turn will get them more uh, elected seats uh, into office. But, uh, but what we're going to be seeing here is a huge surge of crimes and shootings and rapes and, and I mean... You, it's, it's going to be, I, I told my wife uh, the other day, I said, you know, I think we're going to see it. It's almost going to be at the point, if this keeps going like it is, uh, it would surprise me if we all start wearing guns again like the Old West. I mean, for real. I mean, I'm, you may say, Matt, that's, that's, uh, that's insanity, that's, that's craziness. 700,000 people that we just know of, they're not vetting. They've already found on how many terrorists have come across the border that they know of. Uh, the amount of fentanyl coming across the border, it's crazy. Look, look at some of this here. Look at some of this uh, as an example here. All right, just just this, this week, all right, of uh, May, two agents assaulted, 54,951 apprehensions, 18,698 approximate getaways, 714,492 seized, 101 pounds of cocaine, 1,005 pounds of marijuana, 2,721 pounds of meth, 138 pounds of fentanyl, 16 firearms, six sex offenders, seven gang members. It's not even concluding all the sex trafficking, which those children, that is on Biden's hands. All right, there's no way, uh, no other way to, to put it uh, delicately in any way, shape, form, or fashion. But then again, he doesn't even know he's in the world, but we'll get to that here in just a minute. But we see that um, House Republicans, ooh, I mean, here they are, uh, you know, we, we can can't really count on them. They are, they're about as uh, anyway, they're about spineless, but uh, but anyway, what little effort they're going to make, as we see here, is the House Republicans are expected to pass an immigration bill Thursday, the day Title 42 ends. The package would codify Trump's immigration policies, including the Remain in Mexico policy requiring immigrants to stay in Mexico while they appeal their cases. GOP leaders were told will likely whip the bill tomorrow night to ensure that they have the 218 votes needed for passage, while the package will go nowhere in the Democrat-controlled Senate. So it's a much ado about nothing. They're going to try to make a, a Hail Mary effort, which will go absolutely nowhere. So, my friends, you know, one thing we're going to have to look at and understand is that we are going to have to really pray, and we're going to have to pray hard. I mean, there's just no other way about it. Our nation is 
screwed. I mean, it, it is just going to hell in a handbasket. You know, I said this uh, the other day, you know, I often wondered what it would be like. You know, I, I, I think it was Sunday morning I said this. I said, you know, I, I what, you know, reading history uh, as a kid, uh, teenager, uh, world history, and uh, talking about Rome decaying from within, trying to, to visualize that. How does that happen? And we're seeing that right now. I mean, we are completely, utterly, totally seeing that right now. Uh, you know, uh, we can look at, um, let's see if I can find it here. I don't know how many, you know, if you've seen the um, footage of um, Daniel Penny. Uh, Daniel Penny is the man who, uh, uh, hear this, uh, he, he's one of, supposedly, they're trying to say he murdered uh, a homeless black man on the subway of New York. All right. So here, this, this, this innocent, if you notice, whenever they portray uh, this, this homeless black man, they always show this younger picture of him as a Michael Jackson impersonator, as if he's some sweet, kind, benevolent little man. And this horrible white man come through and just decided to kill him for dare speak. This black man, all right, that's sad that a lot of life was lost. All right, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say, you know, I'm not trying to minimize this was a life loss, all right? However, this man had been arrested 42 times, all right? 42 times he had been arrested. And then uh, uh, not only that, but he actually, uh, a year or two back, punched a woman so hard, gave her brain damage. And this man's walking the street. He's harassing people. This Daniel Penny, uh, who's an uh, ex-Marine, puts him in a chokehold, all right? When he put him in, it was in a chokehold, what he was doing was putting his... He, in the bend of his arm, he, he was just cutting off the carotid, from what I understand, and just to make him pass out. In fact, there was another African-American man helping him hold this individual down. They didn't know they weren't trying to kill him. They were just trying to hold him till the authorities got there. And it's very, very tragic. And now you've got all these, these liberals trying to make it a race issue. What a shock. Liberals making a race issue. We'll get into that here in just a second. But um, when I saw the guy... I mean, of course, this is the the nerd geek in me. Automatically, see, there's a there's a show uh, that was on Netflix uh, called Iron Fist, and uh, played by Finn Jones. And him and Finn, this, this Daniel Penny, Finn Jones look. I thought they looked almost identical. I'll show you a picture here. See what you think. Do these guys not look alike or what? I mean, it's weird. Uh, you know, I, I saw this guy. And I was like, holy cats, man! He looks like uh, Finn Jones. But um, Iron Fist, he was in New York, and he had this ability uh, to, his hand would glow and have superhuman strength, and he would take down the bad guys. And so when I saw him, I thought, my gosh, he looks like uh, uh, Finn Jones. Now, you may say, Matt, you're, you're such a nerd. Nobody would argue that whatsoever. Uh, trust me, nobody in their right mind would ever argue that. But um, so what we're looking at here, all right, so... We've got one thing that liberals try to really push, and push big time, is a race issue. And uh, they, look, they don't waste any opportunity to do so. And that's just indicative of this uh, Finn Jones and this, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Daniel Penny. Uh, you know, they're trying to demonize this poor man who was trying to do the right thing. But that's all they want to do. So, all right, so, so we have this, this race baiting here. And then you have uh, uh, this horrible... Uh, Texas mall shooting uh, in uh, uh, 33-year-old uh, Mauricio Garcia uh, who did the shooting. Now, get this now. We got a Spanish-named individual 
And uh, they're trying to say that he is a white supremacist. Okay, so wait a minute. So you see this guy, he's Spanish descent. They automatically want to tag him as a white supremacist. All they I could think of was there's an episode of Dave Chappelle, and he was born blind. This character he's plays born blind. He's a black man born blind. They never told him he was black, all right? And he thought he, thought he was white to the point that he become a KKK Klan's member. And uh, well, let me show you a little clip of the video here so you can see what I'm talking about. Whoops. Hold on here. Here we go. Whoops. All right, so uh, <laughs> they're trying to say that this guy is uh, this uh, Mauricio Garcia is a white supremacist. That's all I could think of was Dave Chappelle uh, in that uh, scene there. Uh, of course, Dave Chappelle, he's I don't advocate for any of his uh, skits. Or they can get pretty rough. And this one was one I had to kind of edit a little bit uh, in order to show that little clip. Now, I say that tongue in cheek because, you know, I don't want to, you know, we just the, the narrative of uh, the liberal left and the fact that they uh, want to do this white supremacy angle uh, automatically. It's interesting that, um, you know, here we, we, are, we had this man's, um, uh, his intent and what he was about and all this information within hours, but yet we still don't even have the uh, Nashville Shooters Manifesto, uh, what she was about, but it's because that doesn't fit their narrative. This transgender didn't fit their narrative, therefore they quieted it down. Now, here's one thing, too. Now, I'm not big into conspiracy theories, by no stretch of imagination, but I was uh, looking at some things that doesn't really seem to add up. Now, I didn't like this, the FBI, CIA, and all these individuals to lie to us. You know, obviously, they... Uh, uh, you know, they don't care to, to, if they will raid Trump and some of the things that he's, do, you know, that they've done to him, it will be nothing to stop them to come after you or me, uh, either one. And uh, so, you know, they've been caught in lie after lie and, you know, some of the secret, nasty, underhanded things that they have done. But here's the thing, though, that, that's interesting. You know, just Mario Garcia, you know, trying try to get serious here for a second. Uh, look at how fresh these tattoos are. All right, I mean, this is brand new stuff. It ain't like nothing he's he's had for a while. Yeah, but then again, his, his top of his face is cut off, so for all intents and purposes, it's supposed to be him. But these are fresh tats, man. And, uh, you know, uh, it's some uh, I've heard a couple individuals say that um, they wonder if he was a plant, if somebody coerced him, got to him. Now, it was in uh, 2008 that he joined the military, and after... 
about three weeks of basic, uh, he was let loose. Uh, you know, they said they can't go into details, the reason why he was let loose, uh, that it could have been physical or mental as the reason why he was, he was uh, kicked out of the army. But, uh, but what some of these individuals were getting at was that, uh, that they're saying that maybe he was a plant. You know, maybe that, uh, just like there, you know, some say that the Las Vegas shooter uh, was a plant. And, and, the, and the ultimate goal would be to come after and take away firearms for those who wish to protect their family. It's all part of a bigger agenda. Now, I don't know if I believe that or not. May be true, may not be true. This may just be nothing more than a mentally ill, disturbed individual that um, decided to take out, uh, uh, shot, um, what was it? Um, he killed eight, wounded seven, a horrible situation. Showed his family earlier uh, that uh, their two little girls uh, were killed. Showed uh, another uh, little boy, uh, his, I think his mother and father and uh, sibling was killed. I mean, it's horrible horrible tragic so i'm not i don't mean to when i, I play this with the dave Chappelle thing it's not to make light uh, of any uh, of the tragedy uh revolved revolved around this it's just to to show the the lunacy uh, uh of the liberal left as to why i demonstrate show that it's just it's just stupid it's just insane uh trying to say that this man's a white supremacist but that is the narrative and that's what they want to do. They they want to come after there. There's just you have, to, you have I think that there is a bigger agenda at stake here, and as to what is going on. And um, I may be wrong. I may be way off base. Like I said, I'm not big into conspiracy theories. A lot of people out there who are uh, really big into conspiratorial things. Everybody wants to, uh, uh, you know. Every time I turn around, somebody's like, "Will you speak on Revelation verse by verse?" When you talk about uh, apocalyptic events, it's almost like to me, it almost equates to that of an ambulance chaser. But I do believe that our country is in uh, dire straits. And I, I do believe this race division that we are seeing and that's being propagated is not helping or benefiting our country whatsoever. You know, one thing that I um, talk about, you know, one thing that I have uh, discussed or see, well, let's see, how can I put it? Um, best way to put it. Hold on, I'm hitting the wrong buttons here. There is, uh, where'd it go? I'm sorry, I was going to bring up a. No, I didn't. Uh, hold on here, hitting the wrong. Anyway, apparently I must have been clicking through all my slides, I don't see it. But all we see is not only between the races. You got all this homosexual agenda being pushed down our throats. I mean, Bud Light's a perfect example. Scrolling, that's what I was wanting to show. I was scrolling through Facebook, and um, Jeep had two lesbians on the hood kissing. Of course, I couldn't let that go, and I made my uh, how I felt very clear in regards to that. And uh, of course, I was jumped on like uh, raw meat by a pack of dogs, and people. Couldn't wait to tell me what a bigot, what a zealot I was, uh, that uh, uh, they saw nothing wrong with it, all this bunch of baloney. Of course, they want to come after me because uh, they want to put down Christianity, uh, my church, and things of that nature. That's to be expected. I'm used to that. They think if they come after, they could you know, try to make some disparaging remark in regards to uh, my profession. That'll get me angry. But all I do is, so they don't understand what I do is, is I do stuff just to antagonize them that much more. The more they come at me, the more I do stuff to just to aggravate them 
and make them angry because it, to me, I think it's funny because they're stupid. But here's another thing too that I just want to show as well. You said, I don't know if you all have seen this or not, but parents outraged after students allegedly forced, I get this now, a six-year-old into sex act. Trauma at its worst, what it says here. This is from Breitbart. It says, horror. Texas parents are outraged after first graders allegedly forced a classmate to perform a sex act while another student recorded it with a district-issued iPad. A six-year-old was exposed to the things that even adults would have a hard time overcoming. This is trauma at its worst, and it is a trickle-down effect because it affects everyone around them. So, you know, as we see, the benevolent, wonderful, sweet little drag queens, uh, all the push for the same-sex baloney uh, is, uh, is now is, is directly affecting the mentality and thinking of six-year-old children. The perverseness, the the disgusting evil that is permeating our education system, our children, is, and we're seeing now a more dramatic effect. And you know, and so when you know, for those few Christians actually stand up against this stuff, of course you you are automatically demonized and and treated like you are a piece of garbage. You know, uh, that's what they want to do. But here's the thing, you know. What we're seeing is this woke agenda. Now, when I say woke agenda, of course, you, you know, I think most people have a pretty good idea as to what woke means, you know, a generalized idea. Now, if you put on the spot and say define woke, you, uh, you may have, you know, blunder a little bit. You may, you know, it'd be hard to, to really uh, give a true textbook definition. But I've noticed a lot of times when somebody says, you know, go woke, go broke, most people and most conservatives know what they're referring to. You always get the smart liberals. What does woke mean? What does woke mean? As if, you know, it's just the same thing as um, uh, when a Christian speaks out against homosexuality. Well, you're not supposed to judge. You, you know, they always have the some some the little something they say that they're just going to silence and shut you up and make you feel stupid. But uh, here's here's something we need to look at here. All right, we, uh, Andrew Sullivan uh, says he captures this in writing about what social justice theory calls intersectionality, the barely coherent claim that people's identities are almost entirely formed by an overlapping hierarchy of social oppressions. He considers it akin to religion and emphasizes its particularly odious us-them oversimplifications. If you happen to see the world in a different way, if you're a liberal or libertarian or even gasp a conservative, if you believe that a university is a place where any idea, however loathsome, can be debated and refuted, you are not just wrong, you are immoral. Ah, but those who know are truly blessed. And in the clownish vulgate of online progressive culture, Forged in the inchoate fires of shrill Gnosticism, we can identify members of the flock by the slang term woke. What does it mean to be woke? That is conventionally the past tense of wake is a clue. Someone who has been woken is finished with sleep. In millennial political slang, it means someone who has awoken to the progressive truths of intersectionality. Amanda Hess, writing in, writing in the New York Times, explains, think of woke as the inverse of politically correct. If PC is a taunt from the right, a way of calling out hypersensitivity in political discourse, then woke is a backpack, back pat from the left, a way of affirming the sensitive. 
It means wanting to be considered correct and wanting everyone to know just how correct you are. You know, so that's what we're seeing. All right. That is what we are seeing now. This whole woke agenda, the hypersensitivity of the left, just like I was just talking about Sunday morning, and that they had to change a song, The Little Mermaid, because they afraid, and they even said it themselves, people are so thin-skinned, they was afraid it would upset people. My friends, what have we come to that we have to change a song in The Little Mermaid? What is it? We, it's, it's, it's insanity, all right? You know, growing up, as most of you who are watching, you know, if you didn't like something, you know, you might have, well, at least my parents said, get over it, it's not about you, you know, you, you quit being so sensitive, you know? That's how we've raised. Get over it. You know, overlook it. Go the other way. You know, those kind of things. But people today, you know, we have a we have a couple of generations now that are the the babies who got everybody got a trophy. All right, that's where we're at today. There can be no winners and no losers. Everybody gets a trophy and everybody's happy. So now these little monkeys have grown up to become adults and now they're over hypersensitive to every issue. Everybody's a victim now. And so therefore everything has to be catered so nobody gets their little feelings hurt. Oh, and I see that's what I like to do. When I'm tormenting liberals, I love to do nothing more than to post memes of babies crying because that is exactly what it looks to me like they are doing. You know, and so and that's what we're seeing now when it's woke agenda, not only when it comes to the alphabet squad, whether it comes to race, as we're seeing it now. Now, we have a, 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 what we have to look at, too. There was a, um, uh, particularly when it comes to race, is that, um, let's see, I wish I had brought this up. I didn't think about it. I wonder if I could, let's see here, if you can see it. Let's see. When did racism against white people become okay? Joe Biden. White people last in line for COVID relief funds. Kamala Harris said disaster aid should go to non-white citizens first. Liberal politicians block access to medicine based on skin color. Progressive corporations, airlines, universities, all openly discriminate against white Americans. Racism is always wrong. The left's anti-white bigotry must stop. We are all entitled to equal treatment under law. America First Legal paid for this ad. All right. This was a uh, ad in Georgia uh, that's going out. And we are. The discrimination we see is particularly against white, straight, conservative males. The attack on the nuclear family, that is exactly what we are seeing right now. All right. Now, this is um, and what this is talking about. So the ad is shocking. Though the factual claims it makes are, you know, true. It is ludicrous that the left is scandalized by this. As, I've, as this, uh, the writer is saying, in this space for the past decade, the people on the left pushing racial consciousness and racial identity for non-white people and making the unchosen condition of being white into something wicked are inevitably calling up white racial consciousness. Uh, the the writer, the author here says, doesn't think that there's anything wrong with that ad in the sense that he believes it is correct to say that we as a society should not discriminate against white people. He believes racial discrimination is almost immoral and leaving aside morality. It's incredibly foolish to do this in our country, like the United States, which is highly diverse and which has a direct interest in tamping down racial tension. Yet, nonetheless, trouble that the U.S. has degenerated to a point. De degenerated. I get here in a second to a point where an ad pointing out 
invidious discrimination against white people and calling it wrong has made an appearance. It should not be in the case uh, that in post-1960s America, it should be necessary or controversial to the point out the racial discrimination is wrong, but here we are. The left believes that all white people will simply sit back and accept without protest. This, uh, and it says that um, as if the entire white population of the U.S. were the same cringy people they see on campus or in the boardroom, White racial consciousness is taboo for a good historical reason, but anyone with a lick of common sense has to see that you cannot keep attacking white people as morally bad because of the color of their skin and punish them in public and private life because they are white without inviting pushback. So that's exactly what's going to happen. There's going to, people, I think, for the most part, have had a bellyful. If you're like me, I've had it. I've had it with the race division. Uh, you know, there are bad white people, and, there's really, and there are good white people. There are bad bike people, and there are good bike people. You can't paint everybody with a broad brush. You know, it's like um, I get sick of, of people trying to say, well, uh, everybody's ra every white person's racist at some level. I mean, I get tired of that baloney, all right? Uh, I'm one of the least ra racist people you'll ever meet. Uh, my grandmother's Japanese, so that makes me a quarter Japanese. I was tortured like you would not believe growing up in a Christian private school. You wouldn't believe how I was made fun of, how they... Uh, would pull their eyes back and say uh, horrible things to me. Uh, I'd sit at a table and get up and move. Trust me, all right, all because I looked Oriental. I even had parents come up to my mom and dad, uh, picking up a friend that had come to the house to play and said, he sure has funny-looking eyes. I mean, saying that to my parents' face. All right, so, I, I, you know, I, I know what it feels like for somebody to treat you differently because of race, all right? So I'm the least racist person you're ever going to meet. So, you know, so don't think that, uh, well, he's um, bordering on uh, some sort of uh, uh, KKK, white supremacist type of thing. That's, no, that's not what I'm saying. But we are seeing a clear divide in this country, and it's not by accident. All right? They are trying to divide and destroy this country. Now, there's a, you know, in the Bible, there's no mention of the United States. And as big as Rome was, how it decayed and fell. And right now we are at our weakest, but we're going to get to that here in just one more second. And here's something we need to look at from a biblical perspective. And that's one thing I said. You know, we're going to look at some of these topics. And but here's one of the things that we need to look at in regards to God's word. So if you have your uh, Bibles handy, let's look. Um, try to think here. Uh, let's see. Hit the wrong thing here. That's why I couldn't find my verse. I thought, wait a minute, this is it right. What's going on? All right, here we go. Now, in regards to race, all right, what does God's word say? He says in Galatians 3, 28, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free man, there is neither male nor female, for you are all of one in Christ Jesus. All right, there's no discrimination. And uh, uh, what we see in Mark twelve thirty one, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, you know, and not only that, we see in the Good Samaritan story of Good Samaritan, Luke ten twenty five through thirty seven, it addresses racial divides and uh, social and uh, income, it addresses all those things. You know, and so that's one thing we have to understand is that we are not to be discriminatory. We are to treat everybody uh, the same. But see, some people take that to the extreme and try to say, well. 
uh, when it comes to homosexuality, give it a pass. Well, we're supposed to just just supposed to just love everybody. I'm not saying we're supposed to hate anybody. No, my own church imagination. We're supposed to hate anybody. Uh, we show kindness to them. They're welcome to come to the church. I don't care if they're transgender. I don't care what part of the alphabet they identify with. They're welcome to come to the church. I'm not going to sugarcoat my message for, you know, I don't care who's out there, gay or straight. If the Lord lays something on my heart to preach, I'm going to do it. All right? That's what it boils down to. Uh, I don't care whose toes it steps on. It may step on mine long before it gets to yours. Not to the 10, that's the case anyway. So here we have this. And then you see that um, uh, the you know here we have these all these shootings and how they want to take away guns. Yeah, you know, we we kind of come back around full circle a little bit. We were talking about this um, uh, Mauricio Garcia and uh, the Nashville shooter, things of that nature. And again, how they're trying to incorporate race into those issues. But remember what God's word says: Man's heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? It's not a gun issue. It's a heart issue. All right. This this is what's this. The, 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 you can pass all the laws you want to. It's not going to change the wickedness in the world that we have. That's not going to change anything. Look at the strictest gun laws and land we have in Chicago and other places in the nation. They're the highest crime rates. Cain killed Abel with a, with a, with a rock. So, so as long as evil exists, bad men are going to, learn, are going to find ways to hurt people. Look at England. They, they try to do away with guns. What do they have to do? They have to do a buyback program with knives because people are being attacked by knives. It's not the it's not an issue. When they pass laws, it only affects and hurts those who are obeying the law. The bad guys are always going to have access to things and weapons that are going because they want to hurt you. That's why I keep trying to tell my little girl. She's very trusting, and I keep trying to remember there are, there are evil people in this world and they want to hurt you. So be careful. Watch. I tell her time she goes to her car and she's popping gas. Don't be on your stupid phone. You watch who's around your car. You watch and even look under your car. When you're pumping gas, you look who's beside you, in front of you. I mean, you keep you keep scanning and looking. Be very observant. When you're at work, if you see anybody keeps hanging around for long periods of time, somebody just you know keeps approaching you or keeps hanging out, call me. Call get the manager. I said, don't take chances. All right. But that's where we're at. We we live in a world of evil. So here's the thing. You know, here we're talking about this whole woke issue. What is, you know, here's, here's how we as Christians uh, need to be woke, all right? One thing is, as Christians, we should be woke to the love of God for our family in Christ. Anyone who hates his brother or sister is in darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they're going because the darkness has blinded them. We see that in 1 John 2.11. We should be woke in the light of the gospel, 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. We should be woke to the fact of temptation in the world, Matthew 26.41. We are reconciled with God and united to Christ, 2 Corinthians 5.18, allowing us to be truly reconciled with one another. Real change and real answers to the problems of racism, injustice, and other social evils are found in God's word and the peace he gives. So, my friends, and that's the only way we're going to get real answers is through Jesus Christ. The only way to turn this world, this nation around, this world around, is through Christ alone. But as long as Christians remain silent, as long as Christians will refuse to pull their heads out of the proverbial sand, these things will continue to happen. Just as I was referring to Sunday morning, we're supposedly a Christian nation. We're not a Christian nation. We were founded on our Judeo-Christian ethics and principles, yes, but we're not a Christian nation. If we were a Christian nation, then abortion would not be as prevalent as it is. If we were a Christian nation, we would not allow alternative lifestyle choices to permeate every strata of society. If we were a Christian nation, we would stop so many things. 
that so many Christians are so worried about affirmation from the world instead of affirmation from God that they allow these things to happen. Because why? They don't want to be called names. I, I'm not judgmental. I, I love everyone. And, you know, and I get so sick of the, the spinelessness of, of so many Christians. God has called us to be men and women to stand for what is right and for what is true. And yet so many Christians are tucked tail and run to the first sign of trouble. You know, and I think those are the very things that we are going to be judged on. You know, nobody's perfect. You know, we all sin. We all mess up. I sin every single day. I've sinned today. I've messed up every day. But praise God for his grace and his mercy. And sometimes when we sin and we are in just that circle of sin, ask for forgiveness, sin, ask for forgiveness, Sometimes it weighs on us, and we feel unworthy to tell others about Jesus Christ. We feel unworthy to tell others about the Lord. Guess what? You are. But God makes us worthy. And that's why we have a calling and a duty to tell others about Jesus Christ. We have a calling and a duty to be the salt of the earth. We have a calling and a duty to stand up for what is right. But then again, we have so many Christians who decide they just don't want to do uh, uh, to stand for what is true and right in the eyes of God. Because they're so worried about what stupid people think. My friends, it's time that we make a stand. It's time that we do what is right in God's eyes. Because our world is, is crazy. I'm surprised we haven't been attacked already. You know, it is, uh, we look at um, Joe Biden. All right. He, uh, <laughs> Joe Biden. The guy's a joke. You know, I mean, it's a wonder our, our, we have not been attacked. You know, when you, you, you think of Joe Biden, it's just uh, first thing I think of is, well, is that and uh, that as well. <laughs> so that's what I think of when I think of Joe Biden. Here, here's a good example of our great, wonderful commander-in-chief. Here we go. Here, let's take a look at this here. Brilliant artist with National Medals of Arts and Humanities. The group included groundbreaking Asian Americans like Vera Wang and 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 Joan Shengang. Shenga Koawa. I think I pronounced it correctly. She can call me Joe Biden. No. Yeah. She probably would call it Joe Biden because I like what Don Bongino said because she has a frontal lobe. All right. You know, here we, this is, this is our, our leader, people. This is what's, you know, the, the worst of the world is laughing at us. It's a wonder we haven't been attacked. And, you know, here we've got China and Russia working together. Nuclear arms with, with uh, was it Iraq and, and, and Iran and it, it's, it's sometimes I wonder if it's just a matter of time. That's nothing to be fearful about because nothing's going to happen that God hasn't ordained to happen. All right, so that's one good thing to know. And certain things, and I'll be honest with you, when it comes to the end time stuff, it's going to get worse before it gets better. But here we have, you know, this is the best the liberals have to offer to go against Trump. And, uh, you know, 36% approval rate. All right, he's dropped 30 points. Trump is um, at least uh, anywhere from what I could tell, 55 
the 62% approval rate. Now, I don't know how many of y'all have watched the, uh, been aware of the news, that a nine-member jury in Manhattan federal court has said that former President Donald Trump sexually abused and defamed writer E. Jean Carroll, multiple outlets reported Tuesday. I have absolutely no idea who this woman is. The virgin is a disgrace, a continuation of the greatest witch hunt of all time, said Trump, and post to Truth Social, minutes after the verdict. Five million dollars, all right? Uh, you've seen this woman. <laughs> I don't think there's no way anybody looked twice at her. But he said he didn't know who she is. But here we're in Manhattan, the most liberal place uh, that you could possibly be, a jury full of liberals. He didn't get a fair trial. And he's going to have to pay $5 million. You know what the, the goal is here? They want to bankrupt him. See, that's what they want. They want to bankrupt him so that he cannot run for president. See, that's a, see, the whole thing. We come back around to the whole conspiratorial issue. But here's one thing that we can keep in mind is nobody would be president that God doesn't want there. All right? So if God wants Trump there, ain't nothing going to stop it. If God wants Biden there, nothing's going to stop it. I mean, that's just, uh, you know, God's sovereign. He's in control of all these things. We might understand it. We may not like it. But, you know, God's going to put it in there. Nobody's in there by mistake or by accident. So God's in control. But the fact today that this joke of Biden uh, is the uh, the best that they've got is scary. I mean, it is really, truly uh, scary, uh, uh, without a doubt. And people don't like the truth. They don't want to hear the truth. Now, um, one thing that, uh, of course, y'all probably have heard ad nauseum about is uh, Tucker Carlson. Now, uh, Tucker Carlson has been pulled, many have said, because of his um, what he has released about the January 6th. Uh, many have said because of um, uh, some of his things that he has said that has upset liberals. Uh, some have even said because things he said about uh, God. And the um, reason why I say that, I was watching an interview with uh, Glenn Beck. Uh, now, Glenn Beck, he's a Mormon, all right? He's, he's not a Christian. He is a Mormon, which blows my mind. I don't understand. He's all about searching for truth. And uh, uh, he's even quoted Dietrich Bonhoeffer and still a Mormon. It's mind-boggling. I don't get it. But he said when he was on the um, Fox News, he was told not, not to say anything about God that Rupert Murdoch didn't like it and said that um, Rupert Murdoch uh, didn't like that um, Tucker Carlson had made mention about God on January 6th and that his uh, ex, now ex-fiance, uh, Ann Leslie Smith, uh, was a big fan of Tucker. And when that relationship dissolved, uh, that that's when he let Tucker go. Now, I haven't, I haven't found anything to substantiate any of that. That's just what I've seen on interviews and other news outlets. But uh, supposedly, the, uh, Rupert Murdoch's uh, ex, Ann Leslie Smith, uh, was uh, religious. I don't know what that means, if she was actually a Christian. Uh, and so, I don't know. I've, I've looked up, because we're, we're um, Glenn Beck said he didn't want any, Murdoch didn't want any mention of God. I tried to look up to see where he stood as far as his views on Christianity Everything that I researched and looked at said that uh, he claims to be a Christian, but, you know, a lot of majority of people, if you ask them, they're going to say they're a Christian. 
doesn't mean they're a practicing Christian. In fact, I can talk to somebody and say, hey, are you a Christian? Oh, yeah, where do you go to church? Oh, uh, uh, you know, they don't, they can tell you. But that's between them and God. But, you know, you know, there's there's something going on there big time. And, of course, Fox has lost a, a lot of ratings as a result of that. In fact, they had said that uh, um, the, um, uh, shoot, what's the matter with me? Um, the guy that's over Twitter now, um, Elon Musk, all right. Ted Carlson said that uh, him and Elon Musk was going to team up and do a, um, uh, maybe having his own show. However, technically, they're saying that Tucker Carlson has not been fired and that he is still receiving a paycheck from Fox and that his contract won't be up to 2025. As a result, they want to shut him up uh, before, uh, so that he can't be speaking out before the uh, new, next elections. Uh, of course, he's, he's going to go after Fox, try to get out of the contract so he can be open and speaking. Elon Musk has said no deal has been struck, nothing's been really discussed, so I don't know really what's going on there. But as we can see, but it's nothing for liberals to lie, all right? You know, here as, as Christians, we stand on the truth, and we bank on the truth, and we hopefully you're telling the truth. But liberals don't care to lie. Just like uh, Biden tried to talk about um, he cut $1.7 trillion in spending. They proved that was a lie. I mean, it's just how he tried to say that uh, his, his clown press secretary tried to say that he had uh, uh, cut immigration, illegal immigration down by 90%. They proved that was a lie. And uh, it's just uh, it's mind-boggling. Uh, you know, how they, they, they don't care to lie. Look at you, but see, the God of this world has blinded them. That's what we have to understand and realize, that the God of this world has blinded them, and that, uh, uh, so we can expect them to act and to uh, be ethical as we are ethical. We, we can't expect that from them. So it should be no surprise that they lie, cheat, steal, do anything they can, the, the Machiavellian type of attitude uh, do whatever it takes uh, to uh, to win, to to lie, to cheat, to steal, 